Hi everyone, this is Annie and you're listening to Growing Pains. Today's episode, I get to have an amazing conversation with a dear friend of mine. We talk about the hard topic of grief and how even though it can be an interesting journey and it's individual to everyone, we're all in this together and there's a community in grief. So enjoy listening to me and my friend Jordan talk about our journeys in grief. You know, with growth comes growing pains. When you're growing, it's painful. This is Growing Pains with Annie. I'm excited to, you know, grow with you guys. Well, hi everyone. Welcome to Growing Pains. I'm your host, Annie, and today we have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're going to talk about the very fun topic of grief. So fun. So fun. Um, Jordan, I asked you to be on this podcast because this is something we talk about a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. A lot. <laughs> An unhealthy amount. An yeah. un- <laughs> <laughs> um, grief is awful. It's a funny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's really hard to explain to people who haven't gone through it. Sure. And I think that's where you and I kind of found each other. And yeah. Yeah. It's like a community of people who've experienced it. Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. And so for me... In September of 2019, I lost one of my best friends, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And so I started going through this process, process of grief, which is so... I, it's like uh, the thing I compare it to a lot is um, what I imagine pregnant ladies go through. <laughs> Your emotions just switch. <laughs> right, I know. And then people are like, why are you crying? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I know. And then I know that you've gone through your own journey with grief. And if you would be willing to just, you know, tell a little snippet of that journey, yeah. I'd really appreciate that. Of course. Yeah. Um, I was in my sophomore year of high school. It was 2014 when my dad passed away. Uh, my stepdad passed away. So, yeah, as a sophomore, that it was a lot. It was really hard. So, yeah. Yeah, it's weird because I was 15. So, I think just looking back now, I didn't realize how young I was, but now looking back, it's like, wow, that's pretty young to lose a parent. Yeah. Oh, it's extremely young. Super weird. So anyone that I had to relate to with that was typically like in their 60s. Right. <laughs> and know? then so it was like, and they're, they're trying to coddle you because they realize that's yeah. an extremely young age to go through it. Yeah. But then you, you feel that it's, it's yeah. um, like a cloak you can feel when people are trying to like talking to you differently. Mm hmm. And truly right yeah. right yeah and it's so strange because you're looking at them going I know that you're treating me different and mm-hmm. I just want you to be real with me yeah but you can't say that to them because they're like oh no no I'm being I'm being so real with you I'm so no yeah. like I don't because they don't like they don't want to set you off or something right. or I know I think it was more just and I don't ever want to one of my things with grief is that I never want to compare it Mm. to anyone else's just because it's so complex and so different. But one of the harder things um, when I was still kind of, I guess, like in quotes, immature in my grief journey um, was that like, you know, an an older adult would compare their journey to mine. Like, oh, I just lost my mom at 92. And I'm like, "Uh Uh Like, (laughs) yeah, I know that's hard. I I don't want to devalue that at all. But I guess as like a 15 year old who lost her dad unexpectedly and unfairly, it was kind of just like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The first time I ever experienced even like a little bit of grief was um, I was a senior in high school and I lost a different friend Mm -hmm. from cancer. And I remember before he had passed away, I was like going to the hospital to go visit him and I had, like, my mom was getting lunch with, a, like, a, one of my aunts, basically. Yeah. And her father had just passed away. And I will never forget sitting there, kind of, because another thing with grief is you almost go in this haze. Yeah. Where you're just kind of, like, you're walking through life, but you're not really present. Yeah. Absolutely. And I remember sitting at the table, and my Aunt Noni is talking, and she goes, yeah, it's sad that my dad died, but it's sad that this kid died. She's like, my dad lived a whole life, you know? And I think that's, it was like the first time that someone really vocalized that. Mm -hmm. Because I had had felt so awful that, you know, people were saying like, oh, yeah, like when my, yeah, when my dad died or when my mom died or when my grandma died. And I felt so bad because I had zero sympathy for them. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And it's still like, it's still like, I, I still struggle with it. 
when Me people too. talk about like, oh yeah, I just, you know, I just lost, you know, this person who was, yeah, in like their 90s. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. And how many great grandkids did they have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You, yeah. And exactly. you think of. Yeah. Um, I feel like I should add this detail just because I know if I was listening to this podcast, I'd want to <laughs> know and, and would be curious. Uh, my dad died when he was 42 from a stroke. Yeah. Um, it was misdiagnosed and a couple times and, um, there were some issues with that, but he ultimately ended up becoming brain dead and, um, passing yeah. away. But yeah, I, I just feel like that's like, yeah, the, I don't yeah, know if I context. was a listener, I would want to know. So yeah. it kind of like adds, and that's a, the other layer of grief is that he was so young Yeah, and it wasn't, um, like the misdiagnosed part was kind of like hard yeah. to, to yeah. swallow. And I think that's such an interesting thing for you and I, because for me, I, I kind of, I was able to grieve um, the passing of my friends while they were still alive, mm. which is a, which is a strange thing, which you didn't really get I, that chance. Yeah, I wouldn't, I couldn't understand that. Yeah, but that I also think so hard. that's the weird thing about grief is even though, like you said, grief is so individual to the person, we still have been able to connect so much over it. Yeah. Because it's such a unique experience, mm-hmm. especially going at a young age, because I'm 22. Yeah. I'm 22. 22. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you again? Right? Like, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> but, and I think it's, it's strange, because, you know, like, I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was, she had said something and I, I, you know, we always, we always joke that, um, about emotional damage. Yeah. <laughs> Our favorite jokes around here. Finger guns. Right, finger guns. <laughs> uh, deflection. <laughs> but it's, it's this thing where you, when you go through such extreme emotion like that, you almost build up this wall and like this defense mm-hmm. mechanism of deflecting and like, you know, this, uh, we like to call it emotional damage. Yeah. <laughs> Because we know the root, we know what it's from. Oh, yeah. We just laugh at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to. For you sure. just gotta laugh at it. Yeah. And I was talking to my mom, and she had, I had, she had said, was talking about, you know, someone passing or something or getting a bad diagnosis. And I just kind of stared at her, and I was like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> you know what, Amy? I lost friends at a young age, too. I go, yeah, but like, I'll, and she was, she was talking about, you know, grieving this. Because it's this weird thing of grief of there's a part of it where, and I feel like, yeah, you grieve the loss of the person, Mm -hmm. but you grieve the loss that they experienced of, like, they don't get to experience all this stuff. Like, you grieve the life that you had in mind for them. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Because I remember you were talking um, about Andrew and someone else was sharing their grief with you about it. And I, like, and I could see the the clear difference. And, again, Mm. it's so hard for me to... It's natural to compare grief to others, but you really shouldn't because it's just Mm -hmm. unhealthy and grief is so complex. But it's the distinction between grieving what we have selfishly lost. Like, I lost my friend. I lost my confidant. I lost, you know, Mm -hmm. my one of my best friends, one of my best people um, versus, wow, like he lost his life and he lost those years that he was supposed to have maybe the chance to find a partner and have kids yeah um they're the things that their family have lost you know Mm -hmm. and it's such an interesting distinction and there's been times where I've I've been in both playing fields or I've been in one or the other I'm not saying I've been only one um but it is interesting to see that distinction yeah like the difference between grieving you know their their actual life or grieving your life with them yeah, you know? yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, I was at um, I was at Andrew's grave yesterday, two days ago, a couple days ago. Yeah, and I was sitting there and I was talking to him. And w- one thing that I have learned through like, you know, death and this experience is that cemeteries are very much for the living, not for the dead. Mm-hmm. Wow, which is not yeah. not something I ever thought about um, until I have a place at a cemetery where I now feel comfort which yeah, is so right you like never thought about that yeah otherwise it's just creepy, it's just creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are times sure. where I'm like walking back to my car and I'm just using my flashlight and I just start to kind of like run because I like look over and I just like it's graves and yeah. you're like oh gosh this is a bad Scooby-Doo yeah. movie like gotta run. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. um 
but I was talking to him and I just kind of looked over and, and his headstone, he has a picture of himself mm-hmm. when we were 18. Um, and I just kind of looked at it and I was like, man, I hate, like, I'm, it was like this moment of grief of where I hate it being one sided. Like, I hate that I can't ask him what's going on in his life anymore. Yeah. And I think that was like the, one of the first times that really hit me. And I think I'd been kind of struggling with it of like, why doesn't it like feel the same? And just because Mm -hmm. it was, it was like a two way street, you know, it's like, I'd call him to be like, what's up with you? Yeah. And it's like those little things that as the years go by, you go, oh, I don't, I didn't realize I missed this or I didn't realize how much I depended on this. Yeah. That's so interesting for, I've had similar experiences where, um, and I know you have it with, it's the same thing with friends, but like for my dad, just things that you call them for. Yeah. Like weird things like with your car or something just super, super worldly mundane doesn't matter, but that you would immediately just call your dad for. Yeah. And then realizing like picking the phone and realizing like, oh no, I can't call him. Yeah. And I've been blessed with plenty of other men in my life that I can call or Mm -hmm. women in my life that I can call for those things. Yeah. But like that initial, like just like longing for that, for your dad or longing for your friend, you know, that you want to share those things with and not having that. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's so hard. And I mean, I think that's why I really wanted you to be on this podcast so we could talk about it is because there is, there's this learning curve that you Mm -hmm. go through when you first experience it. And like you said, everyone's different, but it's almost better to know a community of people, to know that you're like not alone in it. And I think yeah. that was one of the craziest things when you and I first started talking. Cause I remember the first time we met mm-hmm. and I was, I had flown in to visit Andrew before he, he alive, passed. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was still alive. And I had had this crazy Jesus moment yeah. where I had been sick the day before I was supposed to fly out, like so sick. And he had no immune system cause he was battling cancer and he yeah. was on chemo and I remember just crying and what an like awful feeling right I just I yeah. was like I I can't visit him if I'm sick like I can't mm-hmm. <laughs> like he couldn't he couldn't fight it off like yeah. I could not visit him and I had been crying all night and finally I just like prayed real hard yeah and it was one of those prayers where it wasn't like dear god it was more like yo listen up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you like, I'm playing that. anymore <laughs> yeah. and the next day I woke up and I was fine like and, it, and that's the day crazy. that we met, that's, right? Yeah, that was the day. And I'd flown in that night. Yeah. And I'd, I had um, gone and surprised him, and then I went to see him. Mm-hmm. And, and I had heard of you, but we hadn't met oh, yet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was just in this, like, crazy, like we had talked about, kind of mm-hmm. like those hazes. Yeah. And I remember Mackenzie came up and was like, this is Jordan. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. And I was telling her the story, and then you kind of, like, you, you would, like, join the conversation. Yeah. And I was, in the back of my head, I was like, this girl probably thinks I'm crazy. And, like, little did I know your own story. And right. like, yes. But it takes one to know one. So I remember almost recognizing that haze. Yeah. That, like, the thick of grief. Yeah. You know? And, like, being able to see you living it and in it. But there was also, because of that story of, um, you know, healing for you that day, it was almost like you had, like, a light with you that you carried. Yeah. You know? So as much as on your side, you're probably like, oh, this girl thinks I'm just like <laughs> this girl a dud today crazy. I don't know you know what I mean like, I'm just like hazy and jet lagged right. and all the things oh yeah all the things that wasn't my experience but I can see how it was for you <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh man well I'm uh, glad to know it's not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it is it's you yeah you can see it on people yeah I remember Andrew's closer to the end and a girl at church came up to me and from like a mile away I was like oh something's wrong and she came up to me and she was basically was like, my best friend has leukemia. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. You're the only person I know who knows mm-hmm. anything about this. And I was like, come into my office. Yeah, I'm kind right. of an expert, you know, but you, you can, you can see it from a mile away. Yeah. You're like, mm. but it's also that weird experience of like, like we were saying earlier, no one's an expert on grief, <laughs> no one, right? You, and you checked me on that no real fast, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Jordan was like, so how are we going to, like, talk about how, like, why are we experts? And I'm like, Jordan, nobody's an <laughs> like, expert. Like, I knew we are, for lack of a better term, right? Like, why yeah. are we qualified to talk about it? But it was more, <laughs> but it's damaged. that interesting balance of, like, yeah, like, I've been through this, and I have a wisdom that 
other people don't have about it yeah but then it's also like I know nothing because oh, even yeah. like say my grief and my sister's grief who lost the same mm-hmm. dad same situation completely different yeah completely different so it's it's almost like that that weird tug of pride and humility when you're helping yeah. someone else walk through that like yeah I've I've walked through this and I'm still walking through it and I've learned a lot and gained a lot of wisdom but also I don't know anything <laughs> like <laughs> I know nothing. man I'm still struggling you know right? it's like that weird tug of war that it's interesting you and I we're we're good just I'm a two our own horns here we're natural yeah. leaders yes and people <laughs> oh, thanks <laughs> Okay. I knew that about you. I didn't know so much about me. <laughs> Thanks for cooting my horn. Right. Anyway. <laughs> but, you know, people people are drawn to us and come to us for advice and sure. wisdom and stuff. And Blessing and a curse. Blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a million times mm-hmm. over. But it's one of those things where sometimes I see it. I, like, I, you can see them coming at you. Where you, like, you see from across the room, they lock eyes with you. And you can just tell, like, oh, no, they're going through something. They're yeah. about to unload all their emotions on me. Yeah. And there's times where, like, I see it coming and I go, oh, gosh. Like, I, I have no idea. I can't do this. Like, I don't, I don't know anything yeah. about this. I don't know. And for me, like, whenever anyone goes through grief now, they talk to me about it. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm, like, I, like you said, we have a wisdom about it because sure, we have yeah. gone through it. But it's also... I guess the, the thing is, you, we shouldn't say we've gone through it because we're going through it. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, that's the difference is... Important distinction. Yeah, sure. there's days where... There's still days where, I, like, I wake up and cry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, and I don't know if you've had this, but I swear people think I'm insane at times. Because I've had it where I'm in the middle of a conversation with someone and my eyes will just start watering. And it could it could be nothing. Like, yes. nothing was said about Andrew. Nothing thought, made me think of him. Mm-hmm. But it just... I just start crying. Yeah. And I've had people just, like, stop talking. And I'm like, no, just keep just going. Keep Dead go- friend. It's fine. Keep going. Like, Mine was like that in, in the beginning. Like, the first yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... And I've been blessed to have people mm-hmm. be put on my path that have, and you know, a wisdom about it and have sure. been able to, like, walk me through parts of it. Yeah. Because you, like, you and I are at different stages. Mm-hmm. And, e- and what's so cool about it is that there's so many times that we can look at each other and be like, mm, mm-hmm, I'm right there with you, yeah, girl. Right. And then there's other times where, like, like, even right then, that you're like, oh, yeah, my first couple of years. And yeah. it's hard, like, next month is a year. Wow, yeah. Next month in, like, Man. a week or something, yeah. That, and that it's hit me not, really hard, yeah. yeah. It's, I forget. Right? How... And time it's been right I know right but also how long you know yeah I I was thinking about like a year ago today like where was I and what was I doing it was just crazy um before I had like moved I, multiple times I've moved one of the times that before I moved I got um lunch with Jason's mom Jason was one of my other friends who had passed away when I was in high school mm-hmm. and she said something to me and she was like yeah everyone told me five years is hard but five years is really hard and yeah. I just, like, sat there, and I go, oh, my gosh, like, that was five years ago. Crazy. Yeah, the time the time just, like, keeps going. It feels like yesterday, and it feels like another lifetime ago. Yeah, right? Grief is weird like that. It's... I want to touch on the word stages. Okay. And I, I know you know this wisdom, but I feel like it's important to share it that we're talking about it. So, there's the five stages of grief, right? It's... Mm-hmm. What is it? Denial, bargaining. Yeah. Or denial, anger, bargaining, depression. Acceptance? Acceptance, yeah. yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think they're bullshit. Yeah. For lack of better terms. Yes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. That's fine. Podcast, but it's totally fine. I, and I've, <laughs> I've talked about this too before, how um, it's... And I, I get the premise of it. I get yeah. the, the hope of it. I, I get the... I think that's why it's there is the to try to yeah try to give people hope that sure. that's, that last stage will come. Yeah, but I mean, there's no textbook answer to grief. Yeah, and I have hit. I've at some point hit all those stages. Yeah, they that's have what never I was thinking. It's it's I hit them. I could hit all of them in one day and then yeah. repeat it by the end of the night. That's the first thing I tell people is like I get the textbook part of grief. I get it, but. In those five stages, but you just have to deal with hell however and whenever it yeah. hits you. Because there's still times today where I'm in actual denial. Oh, yeah. Where I'm 
like bargaining like if I had just done this this would have happened to this day but I've also had days of acceptance or I've had days of depression things like that like there's even six years later this sounds crazy (laughs) this is just like how crazy how crazy grief is and how it messes with your mind so much there's days where I'm where I used to have be in such denial that I would think like what if I was just in like this reality tv show where right what if this is like think that they lost a loved one and like study their grief and then they come back like that sounds saying it out loud sounds so insane that is insane hey, but that is like the level of denial my brain yeah. can go to on that hey that we better we better trademark that before he gets that, that that's <laughs> aw- that is jordan's tv idea no one can steal that no, that's <laughs> awful <laughs> i'm like that is the worst like that's it hell right yeah but isn't that but crazy? there's days that you're like this maybe that's it maybe like, that's what, what if, this is like just what if he's you know what I mean and I don't know if you've experienced this but yeah I've sometimes I'm driving and I see someone that looks just like oh him. my my sister recently got married and my parents have this like picture board in, the, in their house and uh, we always joke that it becomes a shrine to whoever has anything I've seen happen this, in yeah. your life. oh my god and there's this one picture of her and her now husband on Splash Mountain at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a guy at the front of that, of the picture, who's like on the very front of the ride. And I look at it and almost every day I just am like, I swear that's Andrew. Yeah. I swear. And I've had his sister come look at it. I've asked my sister and she told me the year and he loved Disneyland. And he's like wearing a shirt that Andrew totally would have worn it. Yeah. And I just look at it and I'm like, no, it's him. Like, that's him. And it's not. It it's not. It's not. I've been told multiple times. The timeline don't add up. Yeah, but like, right. His yeah. sister's like, she. he would love that shirt, but he never owned that. No, that's yeah. him. But yeah, he looks like him. But I'm like, no, it's him. Like, it's him. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's those weird things. Yeah. Or there's times where, like, I've had moments where I've gone to, like, say his, like, turn to, like, say his name or something and be yeah. like, oh, my gosh, yeah, like, as if he was there. Yeah, or text him yeah, or whatever. Texting him is, yeah, the hard one. When I, I avoided calling his phone for a long time because mm-hmm. I didn't, like, and, and I, there's a part of me that regrets it and there's a part of me that I'm, like, I know that would have just hurt really bad to, like, hear his voicemail and yeah. stuff. And by the time I did finally muster up the courage to, like, call to leave a voicemail, yeah. the, like, the line had been disconnected and stuff like that. But it's it's weird things like that. Those, like, yeah. little... Yeah. Sometimes I used to text my dad after him passing. Yeah. It's almost like... That was before I met Jesus and before, yeah. you know, I was using prayer as a time to connect with God and sometimes even my dad. I think when I first started praying, it was more about connecting with my dad than it was oh, yeah. with God. Um, but yeah, all that to say that some, it's like little things like that. Like you go to text them or sometimes you actually do, or you go and yeah. hear their voicemail or anything you can do to. Yeah. Connect. I had one moment where, and it was like, I was still living in Hawaii, so I hadn't moved back home yet. And I was just like in the pit of it one day and I scoured every single video clip I could find. I went through all of our Facebooks, everything. Because I just wanted a video of him saying my voice. Like, or his voice saying my name. Yeah. Um, and I finally found, I finally found one. But it, and it was just like, it finally like made me laugh. Because I was like, God, like, this is just so true. Like, this would be the clip of him saying my name. And it's some video of him doing a stupid voice. Oh, I'm like, no. Good night, Annie. Like, oh, my some, God. Like, some joke of it. And That's how the, he would want to right? go. He'd be, like, he'd be like, you don't get the sentimental yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, we, he and I, when he was, and I think of this every single time I cry, we went to a movie together. We saw Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Yeah. Which was, like, our thing. We loved oh. Mamma Mia. And we went to the movie theater and spoiler alert, yikes! <laughs> but Meryl Streep's character isn't in it, and she has like passed away, and it's like them trying to honor yeah. her. And I'm sitting next to him, and he's bald in a wheelchair and everything, and and like I'm knowing that he's battling something that it's not a great outcome. Like mm-hmm. the chances are slim. And at the very the very last song. Meryl Streep's like ghost comes and she sings this duet oh. with her daughter and I just start bawling and yeah. I 
part of my emotional damage is I like to say like, oh, I don't, like I don't, don't cry. cry, I don't cry, and I just start bawling like like a baby in yeah. this movie theater, and he he holds me and he whispers in my ear, "You're being a little bitch," <laughs> and I just and I remember sitting at his funeral and crying like just bawling then too and i swear i could hear him whisper it in my ear and it was just he's just being a little bitch (laughs) and and i still think that sometimes i just like i i'll I'll cry about it and i'll i have a picture of him my wall and i'll look at it and i'll just hear his voice yeah and i'm like you couldn't you couldn't be like it's okay i'm here with you no he had to say that it's funny as i don't have any videos of my dad so i don't have anything yeah. with his voice in it. Um, but one day when Vine was still a thing or you yeah. could still access Vine, I, like, went and looked through it. And this had been, like, maybe three years after him passing. Yeah. So three years without hearing his voice, right? Yeah. Um, and I had a Vine of him. But what he was saying, <laughs> we were, like, on a road trip, and he said, he's like, frickin' Prius. <laughs> and that was the that was the clip. <laughs> and it's so funny because now we look at John in the room right now. My fiancé <laughs> drives a Prius, right? Um <laughs> But that's the clip that I have of my dad is saying frickin' Prius. Like, that's the last voice clip and only voice clip that I have of him. And I, I really think, like, that is, that's just how it's supposed to be sometimes. I know, right? So it's <laughs> not just what they would like, wanted. I love you, Jordan. Or, hey, Annie. Like, love you, Annie. It's freaking like, Prius. Like, hey, good night. Whatever good it was. Night, Annie. <laughs> yeah, like something somebody's, like, mocking right? my voice. Yeah. You're like, okay, great. <laughs> You're like, oh, great. Love you. Mm. <laughs> I know. Perfect. So glad I had this forever. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. So funny. <laughs> and one of the things that is the weirdest thing about grief that you and I have talked about a lot is this right here is like the ability to laugh at it. Yeah. And you have a saying, I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> but it has, it has helped me a lot, and it's a piece of wisdom that yeah. I spread to a lot of people. Yeah. It's actually something that my mom shared with me. She <gasps> listens to a lot of podcasts, so I'm sure it's somebody else's <laughs> also, right? We're just going to take um, credit, though. We're going to give your she, mom credit for I it. I know. Shout out to mama. Um, it's that grief and joy can coexist. Yeah. And that is the biggest lesson that I've learned in grief. And not even learned. The biggest lesson I am learning. Yeah. Because even, like, for example, like, he so he passed in may so Mm -hmm. this last may um would would or was six years since his passing but in that same month i was graduating college Mm. so i'm expecting on his on the day of his passing on may 5th to be like an emotional wreck right yeah but i wasn't i was totally fine and then i graduated college and i was an emotional wreck on that day because of it and Mm. i felt grief so much on that day because of it and i use that as like the perfect symbol of how after you lose someone you love, you will never have joy without grief in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, for at least in my personal experience, I don't necessarily want to speak into yours, but say, like, at my wedding, when I have my first child or any of my children, right? It's like, there's always going to be that little tiny bit of grief in that joy. Yeah. Like, he should be here. He should meet them. He should, he should be sharing in this with me. But then that there's also the, the hope that you will never have grief without joy either yeah you know and like that's just the gift that we get when we lose someone that we love um it's hard to call it a gift because it sure doesn't feel like it yeah but like this idea that grief and joy aren't separate and that they do coexist and that they can and that they will yeah yeah I think yeah it's beautiful you know I'd never flipped it like that of you're you're never gonna have grief without joy yeah Whoa, mind blown Mm -hmm. wisdom I know (laughs) it's just it's something I'm still learning yeah yeah because now I you know if I do when I do experience grief again or um in the times that I have it's always been like no but there's hope in this yeah I'm I'm not so clouded by my grief because I know that as you walk through it you find more joy in it yeah you know whereas when you first lose someone your first just in the pit of that grief it just feels like grief yeah and you're so clouded by your pain you can't see anything past that yeah um but I've you know to me it's a gift that you're like able to 
I've done this. Again, that's where it's like, I'm not the expert and I'm still learning so much. And there are times where it just feels like grief. And later I see the joy in it, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily like, I'm grieving and I, but I have to find the ounce of joy that's in there. No, sometimes it's months, years, whatever it is later. Yeah. But I, I believe they coexist. Yeah, they absolutely do. And, and it can be in the (laughs) weirdest situations. Mm -hmm. Like I was with um, Andrew's little sister and her and I had driven up to the mountains and we were like looking at the stars. So romantic. So romantic. Wow. (laughs) And we're we're sitting watching it. We're just talking. And it's interesting because in that moment, I remember just kind of thinking like, man, I think people would be weirded out that we're not sad together right now. Mm. Because you, I feel like people expect that of you. Sure. And I think pe- that people struggle. For people who are trying to love someone through grief, that idea of joy and grief coexisting can be very hard. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're like, they're denying it. They're, oh my gosh, they're in denial. They're, they're, and, it's, and it's not. Yeah. And But then also someone who's new to grief. Like, I had so much guilt the first time that I felt joy while grieving. Yeah. Because you just expect yourself, you're like, oh no, I need to be sad. Yeah, like, why am I feeling joy right now? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, when I, when I flew home for Andrew's funeral, his sister had recently had a baby. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was like, uh, I don't know, five months old, six months wow. old. Yeah. And so Andrew got to meet his. Andrew, that was my one prayer for Andrew, is that he got to meet his nephew. Oh, so special. Yeah. And he did. I'm and so he glad. was his godfather. So, wow. yeah, it was very sweet. And there's lots of really cute pictures of them together and yeah. then, like, napping together. Um, <laughs> his it. sister actually just posted one. And it was the one that Andrew had first sent me when, like, I finally, he finally got a picture to send me of them together. Mm-hmm. And it was three years ago today. Wow. Two years ago? Two, a year ago. A year ago. Wow whoa it was See? one year ago today time is time a freaking illusion and grief yeah man we're in the matrix the no, grief no. matrix <laughs> the grief matrix what <laughs> a time but um i walked in their house and i it was the first time i'd been there since he had passed yeah and i didn't like it was that weird thing where like usually i would just walk in and i kind of like hesitated because i was like do i just walk in still do mm-hmm. i like has the dynamic changed right and I remember going in and being so shocked of how much joy was in was in the house mm-hmm. and how much life was in it. I was expecting it because, like, that house is where he passed. It's like the life and, gets sucked out of it. Yeah, I was expecting it to just, yeah, feel, like, in a weird way, feel like death. Yeah. And there was so much life. And I think, a, like, a huge blessing of that was Riker and, his, you know, and him being mm-hmm. born and the fact that there was, like, a baby crawling around on the floor. Right. But... It was, it was so strange, even just, like, talking with his parents and, you know, his cousins and his sister. And I think it was, like, one of those moments where up until coming back, I'd had so much guilt over this. And, like, yeah. oh, I should have been there. I should have been right there. And I should have known. And you played that, you the bargaining of if I had come back, you know, right when they had right. gotten the scan that something was in his lungs. Or if, yeah. if only the first time, you know, we had done this differently or, done, you know, which is just you can't, you can't play that. Mm-mm. Because you're just going to drive yourself crazy doing yeah. that. Um, I, I, yeah, it was just one of those shocking things to me. And yeah. now <laughs> you and I, we, we do a Bible study together. Yeah. We're in the same Bible study. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times in which I'll make some horrific joke or like I'll laugh about something. Uh-huh. And I'll look around and you'll be laughing. And like two other people will be laughing. And <laughs> everyone else is just like jaws dropped. Like did she They're like. Say- what do we say to her <laughs> and then I just look around and I go yikes yeah right well again and that's that's like that a guilt and that happens when you see joy and grief as so completely polar opposite yeah and that they can't be as one right yeah. so like that's where guilt comes in we're like why am I feeling joy right now it's not like you're feeling joy instead of grief you're feeling joy and grief yeah right? and that's the same thing with like Sometimes you use humor to deflect, right? Oh, Sometimes yeah. to an unhealthy Sometimes. point. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna call you out, right? But mm, also, yeah. <laughs> people who haven't experienced that are just like, "That's weird." <laughs> like, That's is she okay? So <laughs> you know. But some of it is just like. Man, they're not polar opposite. Yeah. Like they that's how you get them to coexist is by sometimes like using humor 
to a healthy extent by Annie. Okay. Um, We're still other- growing, okay? <laughs> this is growing pains. pains. Okay. <laughs> it's not it's pretty. Painful, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just have to real, this is such a segue. I just have to give credit where credit is due. Jordan's actually the one who named this podcast. Thank you. So every Bible study, Annie just finds a way to say, you know what, guys? With growth comes growing pain. <laughs> so naturally she wanted to do a podcast it was growing pains yeah you know i mean yeah but i think i learned that through grief oh yeah which is when you walk on the other side and you see because that's another weird thing about it is like through the death of a loved one you grow so much mm-hmm. and sometimes you know we like I'll, I'll talk about julia julia is andrew's little sister i look at her and i'm like oh my gosh she's an adult now she lost her brother her first half of her senior year of high school, and she watched him, you know, fight cancer all her junior year. Yeah, so hard. And then I look at her now, and I remember when we were in high school, she was just this, like, little kid, you know? She was she was this, like, annoying little kid who would come and hang out yeah. with us. And not you weren't annoying, Julia. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Julia. Sorry. <laughs> but I look at her now, and her and I, we've talked about this, and – I told her, and I remember when Andrew passed away, the day he passed away, I kind of had this moment of, like, crying to the sky. Because it's, it's like, you talking to them, but they're not there. Yeah. And it's a really weird thing that you do. And I remember just promising him, like, I will always be there for her. Like, mm-hmm. I will take care of her. I, you know, like, yeah. do not worry. And her and I were talking, and she kind of, I kind of mentioned to her, I go, hey, like, I just want you to know, I never hang out with you to feel closer to him. Mm, like wow. I don't I don't want you to and she said that same thing to me she goes yeah I don't want you to like our relationship is different than you and his that's like, important to say yeah because I I think so often and I know that there are people who struggle with this and and you'll know this and it's such a weird thing that happens when you're close to someone who passes away but people try to like reach in and be closer to it there's almost like a celebrity effect that happens to it that is so oh, strange. My gosh, it, it's because people are so drawn, and I'm saying people as in us, yeah, right? like just yeah. naturally humans are so drawn to tragedy, yeah. where it, I've yeah, it's like you're a celebrity. Yeah, it's I, so weird. I remember posting about Andrew's passing, and I waited a couple days just because I couldn't like I couldn't bring myself to do it. Sure, and. I do not think I got a bigger like I could feel people waiting for my post on Instagram and I've never had that Mm -hmm. like I had people texting me being like oh like are you gonna say something are you like like anticipating it and I remember within an hour I think I had over 200 likes and comments on it which was insane yeah I mean maybe if this podcast blows up that'll be like my normal life but (laughs) a deflection you know (laughs) um that is normal but I've like <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm just that popular. <laughs> but I remember, you know, talking with Julia about it, and I wanted to make it so insanely clear that, mm-hmm. like, hey, I connect with you, and I'm friends with you. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what your brother and I our friendship was. But like, I love you, and mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not hanging out with you. I'm not trying to connect with you to feel closer to him. Like I feel sure. close with him despite you and I hanging out yeah and she did she said like a similar thing and I think that's huge because I don't think people think of it as you know overstepping or intruding on someone's grief by trying to process their grief Mm -hmm. through them yeah and I and I can't imagine like you being the age you were when your father passed away Mm -hmm. I know how dumb high schoolers are and I can't even imagine like I'm (sighs) I'm so sure that you got so many people just trying to connect with you over it. And you're like, what, what, why, why do you want to be closer to this? Right. I do have one story and I'm hesitant to share it just because I know the intention behind yeah. it. Right. A lot of times, like when you're on that side of grief and you've lost someone, it feels like everyone else is on the other side. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people say things, do things that you're just like. They have good intentions. Yeah. But it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> kind of like, you know, they're they're in a better place. Which 
is true. Yeah. I believe is true. My beliefs say that that is true. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hear that because they should be right here. Yeah. Right? I don't care. But one time, so I was on, I played softball throughout high school, and um, it was during the season that he passed, and that was, like, our sport. Yeah. Like, I, we spent summers traveling, always doing softball every weekend, just him and I. Um, so when he passed during the season, it was really hard for me to, like, step back on the field. Oh, yeah. You know? So the day I did come back, I got out of the car, and I go to walk to the field, and all of my team, like, floods around me. And, you know, I was hugging him, whatever. Um, and then that night, someone had posted a picture of them hugging hugging me. Like, they handed their phone to someone to take a picture of them hugging me. And then posted, like, about how strong I was and, you know, Brian passing. Yeah, they, like, they took a picture. My dad passing. <laughs> Brian's my stepdad, so. Yeah. My dad is my stepdad. So yeah. sometimes I, I used to call him Brian or Bub or whatever. So yeah. sometimes I feel like people are like, why are you calling your dad by his first name? My dad, That's why. I, I call <laughs> my dad by his first name that. and he just yells at me. So. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. This yeah. is a little different. Yeah, it totally uh, different. <laughs> but that was like the first time I realized people are genuinely drawn to tragedy. Yeah. You know, so like they just need to be a part of it, you know, and I've I've been on the other side of that where I'm sure I have done that. Oh, yeah. And I've wanted to draw close to other people's tragedies where it was not my place to do it. So I understand the intention of just, like, you know, like, I'm in this with you. There's a difference between saying, like, hey, I'm next to you. I'm with you. I'm walking. I'm going to help walk with you through this. Yeah. And just being, like, hey, like, I'm a part of it. Like, I'm a part of this, too. I'm hurt, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's I don't know. And that, that can still be true. Those things can still yeah. be true. But I guess that one instance was just, like, where I really realized, man, it's not – it's actually n- not about me. Yeah. You know? So the questions that they're asking are more out of curiosity than genuine care. Yeah. You know? It's so like when you're asking me whether – at 15 years old, whether or not my dad had life insurance, it's because you're curious. It's not because you care about my family's financial situation. Yeah. You know? So – I can go in a rabbit hole on that, but <laughs> just the things that people say, and I know you've experienced oh, it, too. Oh, yeah. Right? So, I <laughs> it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling, and, and it is. It's, like, this curiosity, and people don't, especially, we went through grief at a very young age. Yeah. Andrew passed away when he was 21. Um, Jason passed away when we were 17. Yeah. And, obviously, you were 15 mm-hmm. when your father passed away, yeah. and people don't know how to re- interact, like, with them. Like, everyone expects your, you know, your parents to die when you're older, when they're sure. grandparents, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you, you live your life knowing that your grandparents are going to pass away. Yeah. The <laughs> thing, I'll never forget going to a coffee shop because people don't, they don't expect someone of our ages to have gone through intense grief like that. Yeah. Or to experience loss. And so I went to a coffee shop and it was really interesting because... I was the girl whose best friend died on mm-hmm. Hawaii. And, that, and, like, at church, I was the girl whose best friend died. Because yeah. they didn't know him. Like, they had never met him. Yeah. But they knew that this was happening. So I would walk into a coffee shop and, like, heads would go up. Because they knew. Like, people knew. Mm-hmm. And I remember going. <laughs> I was going up and I bought a coffee. And the girl. I had had a friend who worked at this coffee shop who had yeah. kind of, like, you know, had talked about it. When I told her what happened, she had sure. mentioned it to her coworkers. And this girl is checking me out. She's, like, ringing me up. And it just, and first of all, like, I think back, I'm, like, it's like as I'm paying, it was, like, such an, it was, like, there's going to be this awkward, prolonged moment. I was, like, this is such a weird time to, like, bring this up. The worst. And she's, like, putting my card in as it's, like, loading. And she goes, I heard about your friend. <laughs> she goes, I'm, I'm really sorry. And I'm, like, yeah, yeah. Do you say it's thank a, you? Or yeah, it's okay? Because neither yeah. of those are... Right, right, right. You know? And so I was like, yeah. And then she's just staring at me. And she's such a nice girl. And I, she was like, really enjoyed her. She's a great person. But then she just looks at me. She goes, I don't know what else, what else to say. And just like in my head, I was like, what the hell, man? I don't know what else to I say. Know. Like, what am I supposed to say? I'm like, oh, yeah, you heard that. My friend died. Mm, yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to say? And I think that's another angle of grief of like you think you're supposed to know because Mm -hmm. you're the one going through it and you're like right yeah when Andrew passed away I was the one that called our friends that Mm -hmm. morning to tell them and I made like 10 phone calls it was the first thing I did I like woke up to the text 
walked outside, called all of my friends, told all of, like all of our close friends that oh, he had passed away. Yeah. And then I went back inside and I got dressed and went to church because I was like, what? I, it, this yeah. is what I was supposed to do today. Like, I can't just sit here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And then at church, I knew the moment that they had posted that he had passed because my phone blew up. Like, to the point I had to step outside because <laughs> it was, like, a it was distraction. Like, mm, it was, like, mm, mm, <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> and I was sitting next to my friend, and she's, like, looking at me, like, bro, what? And I was, like, uh, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. And I went into some, the, like, loading dock of the church, and I just bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Um, and then I just went back inside. <laughs> just, like, you know, but it's that thing where you feel like people want to be a part of it. Like, you know, and, yeah. and there's a part where it was very kind that people were reaching out. Yeah. But then the other part of people, like the thing that was hard for me is when people would reach out to tell me about how sad they were. And it's, mm. there's, <laughs> there's an angle of it. If, and, and it's, it's kind of like, I look at us about having this conversation about this. And this is our probably 5 millionth conversation I about know. grief. <laughs> <laughs> and I love every single one, right? by the way. Every single one. <laughs> but I think of it and I go, man, it's so important to have community and grief. Yes. But I look back at that time and I was like, that's, I didn't want you to come to me for community. I wanted you to make sure I was okay, too. Like, mm-hmm. there's, you and I are anchors a lot for yeah. people. And I love that. I love that about us. I love that we Blessing can be leaders. Curse. Blessing and a curse. Yeah. I love that people can come to us and share their burdens and we can help walk through it with Absolutely, them. Yeah. Um, but in that moment, I didn't get away from me. I don't want to walk through it with you. I'm walking through it on my own. Right. I know. I know. Um, that brings me back to the conversation we had two weeks ago at Bible study and you yeah. were sharing um, how the one year anniversary is coming up and that you have to work. Yeah. Mm. So, people um, naturally want to be optimistic, right? Yeah. And tell you, like, it can still be a good day, yeah. and he'll still be with you. And that's true. All yeah. The, again, all those things are true. And I don't, I never want to shoot people down from being, being optimistic. Because they're or trying. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to help. I never want to say that's not helpful, because we need that in the world. We need that hope, right? But I just remember turning to you and saying... You know what, Annie? It's effed up. Yeah. And I use the actual word, right? I'm trying yeah. not to on your podcast. But I was like, Annie, I don't have anything for you other than it's effed up. Yeah. It's effed up that, and we talk about this all the time, it's one of the hardest, the hardest parts of grief for me, yeah. is that the world keeps spinning, the grass keeps growing, the sun sets every day, with or without you, and with or without them. Yeah. You know? That's the hardest, hardest part of grief for me, is that you know, Andrew's gone, my dad's yeah. gone, and the world keeps going. Yeah. Even though, like, ours have completely stopped. Oh, yeah. It's the hardest part. And what's funny is you, you recently got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And <laughs> the next day, the day after, I texted you because I, all I could think about was, because I know you, and you and I are very similar in this, is I would be doing everything in my power to make everyone else happy around me yeah to be like oh yeah let's celebrate this together yeah but there's also a part of it where I was like Jordan this sucks like I'm you're so happy but like it sucks that you're having this happiness and like he doesn't get to watch this with you you know it's hard and I remember texting you being like you don't have to make anyone else happy today like Mm -hmm. you know do what you need to do to celebrate this however that looks Mm -hmm. And I, I think I said something along the lines, like, and if anyone tries to say anything else to you, just, like, shoot him that ring finger. Yeah, right? I <laughs> just know. Just flip that ring finger and walk away. And it was funny that you texted me because earlier that morning I was like, man, I had to text Annie to thank her for, because the night before was the engagement party, you know, the night yeah. that I got engaged, for, one, feeding me, so I wouldn't have eaten if um, you didn't. Because I was so busy saying hi to everyone, yeah. like, hosting, I've worked to lots of weddings everyone, where right? I, so like, you know. at the end of the night the bride goes, Wait, what did we have to eat? And they're like, no, you you didn't eat. <laughs> yeah, everyone else did, right? But also for, like, reminding me, like, hey, I know you're saying hi to everyone, but remember to enjoy it. Like, remember yeah. to be present. So I was going to text you and thank you that. But then you ended up texting me <laughs> again, reaffirming me again to be present in the moment, which is funny. But, yeah. But it, it's one of those things. We, we recently just had a friend go through a loss. And I remember talking to her. And she <laughs> – it's funny because – you and I had never experienced the loss that she experienced. Right. Um, and 
she was telling me, she goes, what's so weird is, you know, you and Jordan, who have never gone through this, have made me feel so much better. Mm. And it's because it's grief. Like, it, you know, it comes in different. So different, but also all the same. Right, yeah, it comes in different packaging, but it's the same thing. Yeah. And I remember her texting me, and, and we... She, she's also in our Bible study, and I remember one night where she kind of, she's like, I'm going to take this week off. And we're like, yeah, totally. And you and I had kind of addressed the Bible study group of like, hey, like, here are some ways that we could be there for her. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was so funny to me because I feel like it kind of opened Pandora's box for us of like, things you do not say right? to people grieving, yeah. um, which could be a whole podcast in itself. I know. And I just kind of remember her saying like, the one thing she kept texting you is like, Thank you guys for letting me be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I think that's a huge thing, too. The is, game of the chills, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it really is. It's everyone's going to walk through it on their own, in their own way, and you can come alongside them and help them in steps. Yeah. But ultimately, like, sometimes the road of grief narrows, and it's just that person, and yeah. that person has to walk alone on that's it. That's so true, yeah. And I just remember she would text me and be like, you know, my in-laws said this, or my friend just said this, and I would just text her and be like, people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Again, a whole nother podcast. Right? And I, I remember talking to Jason's mom once, and she said, she was, she was, it was at a Bible study, and she goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the loss of your dog, but do not compare your, you losing your dog to me losing my son. And I think it goes back to people trying to connect, and it's... Yeah. I think if there's one lesson people can take away from grief is people who experience it don't want you to know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And that's something you say a lot of when we when we talk about childhood traumas right. and, you know, our emotional damage, which I just want to point out, we're very healthy in the fact that we know. We we're know what it's aware, right? We're self-aware. Yeah. We're aware of where it comes from. I'm sure we have blind spots, but oh, overall yeah. self-aware. I, I don't know if it's blind. <laughs> it's more of I just throw a blanket over and pretend it's not there. <laughs> yeah. Um, (laughs) but you say this so often is you would you look at me and especially when we're like because sometimes we kind of like tag team counsel our friends which is so funny to me I love it and you'll look at me sometimes because I'll look at you being like oh my god this girl's not getting it yeah and you just look at me and you go good for her that she doesn't understand yeah Mm -hmm. and that has been huge is No one who's going through grief wants you to get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> it's almost that, again, that, like, tug of war frustration, like, why don't you just get it? Or do you need something bad to happen to, like, understand what the heck I'm going through? But right. it's also like, you know what? I'm glad that you don't understand. Yeah. Good for you. You know? Yeah. And I think when people, and, and like you said, it goes, everyone does it differently and goes through it differently. And yeah. If you handle it super well and your grief doesn't look like breakdowns on the bathroom floor, mm-hmm. good. Good for you. Yeah. But it sneaks up on you. You know, it might not look like that this year, but next year it might hit you really hard, you know? Yeah. And when I was living in Hawaii, one of my roommates that I had had the year before lost her brother. And mm-hmm. it was really sudden and unexpected. And it was one of those like Jesus moments that she was the person I was living with when Andrew died. And I remember talking to her and she, she didn't hug me. She didn't, you know, she didn't coddle me. She, we had this, we had this thing where we got those eye masks that you put like our jelly and you yeah. put in the freezer. <laughs> oh my God. And that's how you grieved. And well, and so we, <laughs> but we got matching ones. They were like sparkle, I sparkle jelly so And there was this picture she took cause we, what would happen is we would randomly cry about it, which mm-hmm. happens is you just cry. Yeah, and, for sure. And it was so comforting to be with someone who who was also experiencing grief. Yeah. And there's this one picture she took of us, and we're wearing them, and it made us look like superheroes. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was so we wouldn't get headaches from crying so much. And she put this caption on Instagram on it, and she said, when someone you love dies and you cry so much that you need to get gel face masks to help combat the headaches. See, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's deflecting. <laughs> and, and I just was laughing because it was like, man, exactly. She like, gets it. She yeah. gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, there's a community of it. And mm-hmm. if you're, if you're not in it, that's okay. Because yeah. like, 
the world's broken and you're gonna be everyone experiences yeah. grief in their life it's it's a club that no one wants to be in but if you're in it it's like the community is so is so good yeah you know like you know sharing in it with people who have gone before you and who are coming after you yeah you know it's so it's such a weird it's so weird and beautiful and messy thing club but, to be a part of you yeah. know <laughs> And sometimes it's it's like life where you just you just gotta laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't take it too seriously at times. Mm-mm. Man, wow, wow, grief, man. <laughs> grief, grief is a funny thing. Grief is a funny thing. Man, it truly really is. Thanks. Mm. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. Yeah, I I mean, this is like we said, we've had these conversations tons of times. But every we'll single have them time, even more. oh, so much more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I guess my final question for you is, mm-hmm. and I know, you know, we talked about this as you grow a lot through these things, but yeah. is there an area that you feel like through the pain of this you have grown? And is there like a tangible example of that in your life? Sure. Um, I think, I think I've always been blessed with this gift, but I think even more more so because of grief is compassion Mm. um i would not have the depth of capacity for compassion that i do now without the depth of the pain of grief that i've experienced Mm. um i don't know about necessarily a real tangible example that that is yeah but i think you know just like how i again how i interact with other people who are grieving but also people who aren't and don't get it yeah you know it's just like this idea, like, I've experienced this depth of grief, but, again, having the joy and grief of realizing, but now my capacity for joy and compassion are so much greater. Yeah. You know? And, again, it's a club you don't want to be a part of, but it's a gift when you are. So, and I, I an example, I think, now that I think about it, would be um, our friendship. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't think we would have the level of spiritual and emotional intimacy that you and I do in our friendship if you and I haven't walked through that yeah you know I truly believe that people that God puts people in your life at the perfect moment oh yeah and I think that you and I are are, our paths crossed oh for sure and it's it's so funny because I mean for those of you listening Annie just moved back from Hawaii eight months ago um, or from from Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Now it's like How many months six ago? months ago. In six my mind, ago. it's like three days ago. Right, but, and then I'm yeah. moving to Colorado in yeah. four days, three days for grad school. So somehow Annie has become one of, if not my closest friend in those, <laughs> which is so weird, so weird in those however many months that is. I don't know. Yeah, and six, whatever it is. You always bring up this idea of like. Um, soulmates, like yeah. as, as friends, like your soulmate isn't necessarily just the person you're going to be with, but like yeah. people you'll be with. Mm-hmm. And you and I have both expressed that of like, man, like you're oh, for sure. Like, I already know that I want my kids to know you, which is so right. weird. Like, like when you, and I don't I know where those kids example, are going to come from, right? but I, they're, they're going to know you. <laughs> I use this example of like, God forbid, you know, I have to take John and I have to take one of our kids to the hospital in the middle of the night. You're someone that I would call. Yeah. You know, to watch the other kids. Yeah. Or to do whatever. I the seven other do. ones, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. The whole van load. John's <laughs> John's like, shaking nope, his nope. head over here. Um, we'll settle for five, whatever. <laughs> right? I know. But to go back to, like, our, our paths crossing, I was almost, like, bitter and pissed off. Like, that man, what do you mean we only get six months? Right. But I think because of, like, the level of intimacy that we have, I'm not worried about our friendship no. at all. I never have been. Yeah. But it's almost like that bitterness of, like, man... Only six months, huh, God? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but I know. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's funny because I'm, now that I've like experienced grief, I realize that you go through grief even without losing someone. You just can pinpoint it easier. And I'm, I'm going to grieve the fact that you're moving. Yeah. And even though I'm not losing you and our friendship is going to be solid because, mm-hmm. like you said, it's it's we're too deep now. We're yeah. in way too deep. You're yeah. on my podcast. Right? We have to stay in touch. You know? forever. Blood sisters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but we're, we're that. <laughs> um, but uh, it is like I'm going to grieve that. Yeah. There's going to be a time that we won't be able to see each other, mm-hmm. you know, 
all the time and even yeah. <laughs> even when i rolled up today you're like i feel like i haven't seen you forever i think it's been like five days maybe max. maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> and we have been in almost constant communication over yeah. text every single day through that <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's okay and so man yeah well, all this to say i just really love you i love you too but i need to throw that question back to you oh. what's one thing <gasps> that you feel like you've gained or learned from your grief man i think i think you're kind of your answer is really good. Ditto. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. same. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think um, I've no- I've gone to know myself so much more. Yeah. I think that I've always deflected things. I've always, you know, buried things up and bottled things up. And I think going through this, it was like for- forced vulnerability. I was just going to – if you didn't say it, I was going to say vulnerability because – now that you know yourself, you you're now allowing other people to know. You uh, yeah, also. and it's a it's a whole I would like agree with that. Yeah. If if you and I had met in 2018, yeah, rather than 2019, we would not be like this. We would not be like this because mm-hmm. I wasn't like this. Me either. Yeah, I had this moment when when Andrew first went through because he had got diagnosed twice. Um, when he first battled cancer, I relied solely in my inner self and on myself and. I, you know, I thought I could fix it on my own and do everything on my own. And when he got re-diagnosed, I knew in my heart that that was it. Before he told me it was stage four, before he told me that his base, his best scenario would be living forever with cancer, I, I knew in my heart that, that this was it. And I had this moment where I felt God kind of be, and this is the first story I ever told you. Yeah. This moment with God of like standing in front of two doors and it was, you can either rely on yourself again. Or you can go lean on the 12 people that you live with that I've put in your life that have walked through this with you and have seen you and you live every single day with yeah. and you're going to be with for the next eight months. You can go and rely on them. Yeah. And and that was so scary. I I struggled so much asking for prayer. I struggled so much to like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm struggling with. It's pride, yeah. It's pride. Oh, yeah. We all... So prideful. Yeah. <laughs> That's my biggest my struggle. With, yeah, same, yeah. <laughs> and... Through, through the the, the grief in his death and mm-hmm. the growth of it, that's probably the biggest thing. Is I walk into Bible study now, and I'm like, whatever, this is me, this yeah. is real, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? To the point where even when I say something or like we'll do prayer requests or I'll tell a story, and I'll look around and people, some people are kind of having like their eyes all wide, being like. You know, the, like, awkward laugh where they're like... Oh, wow, that's really vulnerable. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I know that exact look. <laughs> and you're like, oh, did I overshare? You're like, Ugh. But it's yeah. like, I don't care if you're comfortable. I like, know, get right? on my level. I know. Well, don't. I, I hope, I I hope you don't have to be on that level, right? But I think you're... Because I've been on the receiving end of that, of you being vulnerable. And then it allows space for the people receiving that yeah. to then be vulnerable themselves and so vulnerable vulnerable well no, no, that's no. a word <laughs> vulnerability <laughs> creates a deeper level of intimacy right yeah and we've experienced that with our friendship and basically at its core it just means that you're seen yeah. and you're loved yeah for like again what you what you say all the time is just and what our friend has shared with you is just letting me be yeah you know it's not like yeah, I'm going through this, but I have a pretty bow wrapped around it. It's like, no, yeah. I'm going through this, and it sucks. Right. And I think, too, is this idea of, okay, they can't be here with me, but I'm still here for a reason. Yeah. And I I truly believe that you go through everything in life for a reason. Yeah. And I, we went through it, so yeah, right. someone needs to hear about I it, know. you know? I know. And purpose to pain for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a purpose to the pain, yeah. and I, I and the opposite of the saying I always say of with growth comes growing pains. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't grow from your pain, then something's wrong. It's almost wasted. Yeah, and I don't believe that God do, does that. That's something that our pastor said once, Scott Smith. He said, "God doesn't waste pain ever, ever." Yeah. And so, I was like, well. Well, I got a lot of that, so yeah, even start when, using it. Even when you're like, that's so painful, I never want to have to revisit it and yeah. use it. God's like, nah, it's not wasted. You right. Know? Which is super cool, but. Man. Yeah. 
And then God gives you cool friends like you. I know, right? Yeah. Finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, though, what you're saying, I, I agree that, like, the time that we met, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm sure we were both praying for separate things, but I was just praying for community and, yeah, you know. And sometimes God answers your prayers with friends. And really? People, yeah. And, and you don't realize. And I, I have this, um, I was actually, I was listening to different podcasts. And someone mentioned this idea of they feel like they live their life sitting on the back of a truck and they're watching things go by. Mm. And I feel like that overlays so well with a quote from Steve Jobs of, you know, you can never connect the dots looking forward, only looking back. Mm. And yeah. sometimes you never know, you know, that that meeting, that moment, that person. Yeah. You don't know what that is going to look like or you don't know where the growth from your pain is going to come or yeah. how it's going to be used. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need to enjoy the ride. And yeah. when it happens, it happens, and you'll see it, and you'll go, oh, that oh, makes sense. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's hard to see in it, but it's pretty cool to look back Yeah, and see. Man, and well, I, one year we're going to do we're gonna re- do another our 700th million right. conversation of this. <laughs> yeah, because you still grow in it. What other, yeah, growing. what other new grief that we have okay you know? year 27 of grief yeah <laughs> <Where are we laughs> <at? Woo. laughs> love this for us because <laughs> and that's the main i feel like point of this is that it doesn't end there aren't stages you don't yeah. end in happy go lucky feelings it's something we will struggle with forever forever for it's like that <laughs> from the sandlot the kid oh, forever <laughs> And it's not Andy's podcast without ending it with a deflection of humor. <laughs> Emotional deflecting. <laughs> hey, how do, you, how do you think I've been able to grow in so much pain? I know. Through humor. Oh, man. Oh, man. I love you. Thank you so much I for coming you on. This is fun. Well, we'll do it again. Can't wait. Okay. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you.